Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylive.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. What's up, Parkway Life Church? How's everybody doing today? Man, you look good. Did anybody eat too much this week besides me? Yes, yes, good, good. Then you did what you were supposed to. So we can go ahead and start planning for uh, 2021 for our New Year's resolutions. Uh, it'll be easy. That's what I do every year. I gain as much weight as I can between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That way I can lose it all to next Thanksgiving. So uh, it's a good plan and it works. And uh, that way you fulfill all your, your wishes. You get to lose weight and then you get to gain it back and you get to enjoy all that comes with it. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This is that week where it's in between like the end of 2020. Anybody ready to say bye-bye 2020? Anybody? Yeah, any bye-bye, any, any, anybody? Yeah, okay, good, we're in the right place, because uh, today I'm going to talk about this, I want to talk about Dear 2020. Uh, in fact, I was trying to think, like, if, if I could tell 2020 anything, well, most of it I couldn't say over the platform, but, uh, uh, but, but anyways, I, I do have something to say to 2020, which I really would like to tell it, but I was, uh, I, I was, I was, Thinking about this, what, what I would say to 2020, what, what would I say? In fact, I, I put it out to all the Facebook land and Instagram land, and a lot of people put on there. I, I thought I was going to have to edit a bunch of stuff on my own Facebook page, but I was really surprised because there were some really amazing things that a lot of you put on there. In fact, man, I, I just sat there just amazed at all the, man, it was, it was good, and I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm friends with those kind of people that are positive people. Even though 2020 was rough, hey, we're almost over. Looking forward to 2021. Anybody? Anybody looking forward to 2021? Yes. Yes. Well, if, if I could say anything to 2020, if I could say anything, this is what I would like to tell 2020. I would say this. If I was going to write a letter, I would say, Dear 2020, I'm moving on. That's what I would tell 2020. Anybody want to say that today? Anybody want to say, dear 2020, I'm moving on. Y'all ready to move on to 2021? I, I know I am. And if I could say anything to 2020, in fact, I, I really think some of you need to say that to 1974. Because I've seen how y'all are dressing. You know, I, I, some of you just need to say, hey, by 74, by 80s, by 90s. No, I'm kidding with you. Uh, but, but. If I could say anything to 2020, I would tell 2020 this. Hey, buddy, you know, hey, it's not me, it's you. I'm moving on. That's what I would say to 2020. In fact, Philippians 3 and 13 through 14 says it like this. It says, brothers and sisters, Paul is saying this. Uh, he's saying this, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Paul's saying, I've been through a lot, but one thing I do, 
I'm forgetting what is behind and I'm straining toward what is ahead and I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you 2020, I'm not going to let you stick me in those years. I'm going to win a prize one of these days. I'm, I'm going to keep straining. Anybody ready to go and move on? That's what we're talking about today is, is, is I want to move on. And, and I, I want to tell you this, no matter what happened in 2020, good and bad, because there's been some incredible good things happen in 2020. I just got to say. But there's also been some incredibly crazy, uh, hard situations that happen. But no matter whether it's been good, no matter where it's been bad, I'm ready just to say 2020, I'm ready to say bye-bye to you and move on to 2021. I'm moving on. Because this is a deal. You can't get stuck. You cannot get stuck in one era of time you got to move on. See, in the, in the 1400s in Spain, Spain had this, this, this natural, national motto in Spain in the 1400s. And their national motto was this. It was ne plus ultra. Ne plus ultra, which meant these words. It meant, it meant, it meant there is no more. Ne plus ultra. It, it, was, it was the national motto which meant there is no more. They took that and made it their national motto in 1400s. In fact, they put it on all their, all their bills, all their coins. They put it on, on everything they had, nay plus ultra, nay plus ultra. They, they put it on, in fact, they, they would build the maps in 1400. In 1400s, that's a bunch of people were out discovering new lands and doing different things, and they were discovering and conquering new areas. And, but Spain would draw the map in the 1400s, and on the edge of their map, they would write ne plus ultra. They, they believed that, if you, that they had arrived. They, they believed that, that we have finally arrived where we need to be. And, and from this spot, there is no more. They actually believed that wherever they could see, if you got out from Spain out in the ocean, that if you got out far enough, that you would actually just fall off the edge of the earth. 1400s. But it, it was until 1492 when this, this gentleman named Christopher Columbus gets out and he says, you know, I, I know you're telling me nay plus ultra that there is no more, that there's nothing beyond, no more beyond Spain, there's nothing else, but, but I really believe that there's something out there that's more. Christopher Columbus gets out and he, and he gets his boats, the, Santa, the, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. I just love to say those three words. I, I just, and the Nina, say that with me. Say Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria. You know, it's just, you just got, it's just, it's just re really fun to say. But, uh, yeah, I know, I'm weird. The pastor will be back next week. Uh, but, but the deal is this. He would get in the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, and he said, I just feel like there's something more. I just feel like there's something out there that, that hasn't been discovered. And we know today that, that Christopher Columbus gets out and he sails and he, just, and he rediscovers America, the new land. And, and, and Christopher Columbus finds this incredible place called uh, America, and he writes back, to them, and he writes these words. He says, plus ultra. 
In other words, Christopher Columbus is trying to tell them, he says, I know you believe that there's no more out there. I know that you believe that we have arrived and we can't go anymore and everything that we have done to this point is the best it's ever going to be. But Christopher Columbus says, hey, you just don't know yet. There is plus ultra. Christopher Columbus is saying there is more. And I want to tell you in going into 2021 that there is more. There is more for the people of God. There is more for the United States of America. I'm not going to get stuck in 2020. I know that God is trying to tell us as a church and as people that there is plus ultra. There is more. That if we believe in God, there is more for you. Don't get stuck here. Don't settle here. In fact, Ephesians 3 and 20 through 21 says it like this. It says these words, and I love this. This is my mentality. This is the, should be the church's mentality. Now to him, being God, now to him who is able, he is able, he is able. This is the amplified version, by the way. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do. I love this word, super abundantly. I just love that super abundantly. He is able to do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, beyond our greatest hopes, beyond our greatest dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever and ever. Amen. I just want to know, is there a church out here that believes that there is super abundantly more that we could ever ask or think? We have not arrived. We have not arrived yet. This does not look like heaven to me. And I feel like that I, if God wants to say anything to this church or anything to us going into 2021, hey, keep moving on. Keep moving on. In fact, Rascal Flatts, I didn't do this in the first service. You're going to be blessed. Rascal Flatts said it like this. I'm moving on. That's about all you're going to get, but uh, that's, that's enough. They said it a while back, but I, I believe God is wanting to tell you, don't get stuck in 2020. Don't settle there. Let's go into 2021 knowing that God is able to do more than we can ask or think. That's the point. He is able. To do super abundantly more than we could ask or think. This is, this is the reason I want to tell you to move on. You see, we, we miss the present and we miss the future if we get stuck in the past. If you get stuck in the past, you're, you're going to miss now. You're going to miss tomorrow. If we get stuck in 2020, we're going to miss 2021. And we're going to eventually miss 2030 because we're stuck in 2020. I know people that are stuck so far back in the past, like, hey, you need to come out of that. God wants you to move forward. And I'm not talking about just the bad. I'm not talking about just the bad of 2020. I'm talking about the good as well. There were some good things that happened in 2020. There were some bad things that happened in 2020. But you know what? I can't stay here. I got to move on. We got to move on in 2021. Not just the good. And not just the bad, but the good as well. See, this is why. Because looking too long at anything in the past will cause us to miss the present. And it will cause us to miss out on the future. Where God wants you to go in your church, in your marriage, in your family, in your body health-wise, in your job, in any situation that you want to go through. God wants you to move on. He wants you to move forward. Move on in it, not from it. If you don't move on in it, you're going to move out of it. 
So that's why we need to move forward in our marriage, move forward in our family, move forward in the church, move forward in our job. Because if you don't move forward in it, you're going to move out of it. And that's not God's will. So we need to move on. We need to move on. We need to step on. So we talk a lot about the children of Israel. We, we love to talk about the children of Israel and the exodus from Egypt to the promised land. God had said, hey, Moses, go deliver these children of Israel. They were in slavery. They were in slavery. God tells them, he says, go, Moses, you go and you save the children. Go free them from slavery. And I've got this land, this land of Canaan, this land that God called the promised land. He said, I want you to go save them out of Egypt, and I want you to lead them to the promised land. Do you know how long the journey should have lasted? If you research it, a lot of people think, and they really studied it out, they, that if you, if you took the, from, from Egypt to the land of Canaan or from Egypt to the promised land, that it should have only lasted anywhere from 11 days to 40 days. 11 days to 40 days. If it lasted a year, that's fine. But see, what they did was they got out in the wilderness. They got out of Egypt from slavery. They get out in the wilderness, and they circle there for 40 years, stuck in the wilderness, circling in the wilderness. I can't move on. I can't move forward. I can't go anywhere. God's providing for them in the wilderness. God's providing everything they could. God provided manna from heaven. God said, hey, here's a heavenly buffet just for you. You didn't have to do anything. I provide brand new food for you every morning. Not the same old food. Every food, brand new food in the morning. And they're going like, oh, I know this is good, but man, you should have ate those leeks and potatoes back in Egypt. Leeks and potatoes? I don't even know what a leek is. But they're like, instead of eating this manna from heaven... I want to think about the days where we were in slavery eating leeks and potatoes. And this was the day they didn't have union breaks. They didn't work 12 hours and get to go home. They were in slavery. They were getting beat. They were getting abused. They were, they were getting fed, but they were also living in slavery. And God's saying, hey, I want you to go from there to here. I want you to move forward. But they kept circling in the wilderness, reminiscing about what was good in Egypt. In slavery. And God's saying, I want you to live. He says, I, I provided you a place. I, you, you can have your own place, the, the promised land. You can, you, you can build your own homes. You can plow your own land. I've provided it for you. You can do your own fields. You can raise your own children in freedom. But they're worried about, man, those leeks and potatoes. I'm sorry, give me some meat. And then they begin to give all of their attention on the past. And listen to this. They got stuck in the wilderness. They got stuck in the desert. And most of them never even got into the promised land because they were stuck in the wilderness. They died there. They died being stuck in 2020. They died being stuck in 1984. They died being stuck where they were not meant to be stuck. It may have been a resting place. It may be in a, a place that you needed to stop, but God wanted them to move forward. God wanted them to, to move on into the promised land. But they stuck. They, they died there. In fact, God finally said, look, I'm going to bring along two other guys, Joshua and Caleb, and they're going to lead you in because they're some move-on people. 
And that's why I'm telling you, we need to move on. We need to move on from 2020 into 2021, knowing that God is able to do super abundantly above all we could ask or think. So I, you see, I've heard it all my life. I've heard it all my life. People in, in church even talking about the good old days. Oh, those good old days. Man, remember that? Not this church, by the way. Everybody here talks about the good days that we're in and the good days to come. Because we're in some good days. We're in some great days. And there's some great days to come. But, but, but there's, there's people, I hear them talk about those days. That remember when we, when we had uh, those, those choir robes? Man, it was awesome. And I'm like, men in dresses that just not fit in 2020. I've heard it all my life. I, I remember churches being and, and churches dividing up because they took hymnals out of the church and put them on the screen. Oh, those good old days. I'm not saying the hymnals and I'm not saying the choir robes were bad. Those were incredible. Those were, but those were for those days. God's saying, let's move on. Let's go forward. Let's do some good things. And, and in fact, not just in the church, but what about in your marriage? Let me get real here. Well, I hear it sometimes like, hey, remember you used to do this and you used to do that? What if we move forward in our marriage? What, what if we drop what used to and we said, you know what? I want to, I want, there is more in my marriage. Maybe there's more in our marriage. We got a good marriage, but there's more. I believe that there's more in this church. There's more for your kids. There's, there's, there's more on your job. Don't get stuck in what you're, where you're at in your job. There is more for you. God's got more for you. But we've got to move forward into what is happening in our job and in what is about to happen other than what used to happen. i got to move forward. We can't get stuck. See, we can get stuck in making one era of time the best season. You, you, can, you can get stuck in making one era of time the best season. You can continue to move on to better seasons, though. Too, too many people stop in, in one season, whether good or bad, and they build a monument or they build a shrine to that season. A lot of people build traditions in that season. It was funny to me, we had somebody call the church. I heard it just a while ago this morning and was so upset because they said, oh, you didn't talk, you didn't sing the traditional songs last Christmas week. Y'all didn't, you, nobody, and I'm like, we talked about Jesus, the birth of Christ. You know why? We love the traditional songs. They're good songs, but we're moving on. We will, we will add them in. And I'm like, please. But this is a deal. People get stuck in building traditions, in religion. In fact, Jesus gathers up his 12 disciples, and his, his 12 disciples are eating, and they didn't wash their hands. Okay, this was a big deal. In Mark chapter 7, Jesus, they're like, all the Pharisees and Sadducees are like, Hey, Jesus, why is your people, all your followers over there, eating and didn't even wash their hands? Now, washing hands is a good thing, so go ahead and wash your hands. But, but they didn't do that. And in Mark 7, Jesus starts telling them, he says, hey, because that's the traditions of men. And they started worshiping the traditions instead of the one that they should be worshiping. In fact, Ecclesiastes 7 and 10, and listen, I'm not bashing all the old stuff because there's some good stuff, and we're going to bring them along with us. And we, we sing the, the old song, we do that. But let's listen, this, this, this is what Ecclesiastes 7 and 10 says. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. 
Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Why? Because God is about moving forward. I, I, I've never seen it where God said, hold on, Lot's wife. Why don't you back up and go back to Sodom? Why, why don't you go back to Egypt? Why don't you go back? No, no, he's about moving forward. And that's why we have to be careful. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. And it's because too many people are missing out on today. And you're going to miss out on tomorrow because you're still in 2020. I'm not saying it was, it, it was a hard season, right? But you made it. And you're going to make it through 2021. 20, I'm not here telling you that 2021, 2021 is about to be the easiest season of your life. Can I be real? It may get harder. It, it may get harder. But God's going to be in 2021 the same as he was in 2020. And I'm going to tell you, I can't even, I can't even, I, all the things that God has done in 2020, we sat thinking about all the good things that has happened. And God's up in the middle of something right now as we speak that, that is about to happen that is going to, I mean, just think about it. If the church wouldn't have shut their doors, we wouldn't be moving into where God wants us to go with life houses. If we would have never stopped filming and you had to go home for a few weeks, God would have never put that burden in Pastor Wim. You know what? We can get the word out more by getting out on the video and you're watching through Facebook Live. Why? Because God did. God used what was meant for evil to do something that was, could be used for the good. And that's what I believe God can do. I'm not saying 2021 is going to be easy, but God, it may get hard, but God's going to say, hey, it may get harder, but I'm going to be with you through that. But we can't talk and say, why are the old days better than these? See, this is also the reason. See, as parents, you, 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 you have a child. You, you, they're, in, they're in diapers. And you're like, oh, he's so cute. He's like, I'm not going to give you my perspective on infants, but they all look like aliens. They're beautiful little aliens, okay? I love them when they can do it and fend for themselves. But, but, but here we are with, 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 and I love your babies, okay? I love your babies. Don't be mad. Don't leave the church. Pastor will be back next week. He loves babies. But this is the deal. We, we can have our babies, little, little infants in diapers. You know, they're so cute and everything. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you're going, I just wish they were 18 and out of the house. And then they're 18 and out of the house. And you're like, I just wish they were babies again. Moving on means celebrating where you are and where you are going. Celebrate every moment of your children. Celebrate every stage of your children. And don't start thinking, I wish that they were this or I wish that they were that. No, celebrate it where they are. Celebrate every moment because this is the problem. The enemy wants you to live in a different time zone. The enemy wants you to live in a different era. The, the enemy wants you to live in a different season. Why? Because you'll miss out on what God is doing in this season. And I, I feel like in 2020 a lot, we, we wished that we were in, man, I wish I could go back to 1984. But God did some crazy things in 2020. Stand up. If, if you started in this church last year, in 2020, you started going to this church in 2020. Would you stand?
Would you stand if you started going to this church in 2020? The devil said, I'm going to shut down the church. And Jesus said, hey, no, we're going to grow the church. Way to go. So, so the, these, this is what God's doing in 2020. And we, if we start looking at 2019 and 2020, we're like, man, I wish it was like last year. No, we wouldn't be here today. So, so how do we do this? How do we move on? How do, how do we, we move on? And I'd like to say that it's an easy step. Like, it, just, just move on. Just take the next step. And let's good. Let's be dismissed. And let's go eat some cheddars, okay? I wish I, it was, I'd be like, okay, just, just take the next step. But moving on is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to move forward. It's not easy to move on. And, and I, I wish it was, but it takes some effort. And, and I want to share a scripture with you that, that this is my life scripture. This scripture, I mean, the Bible has got a, a lot of life scriptures, but if there was one that has helped me the most in my life and has helped me the most in 2020, it's this scripture right here. It's, it's just my life verse. It's in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 through 3, and it talks a lot about how we do this, how do we move on. See, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a, crowd, a, a cloud of witnesses, so great a cloud of witnesses. What, what is he talking about? Hebrews 11 talks about the heroes of the faith. It talks about all these people that, that could have settled where they were, but they moved on. They moved forward. They, they did what God wanted to do, and God did some crazy things in their life. He did amazing things in their life. And, and, and it talks about in Hebrews chapter 11 about these heroes, and then it goes right into talking about, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a, great, such a great cloud of witnesses, those people, the people around us, our cloud of witnesses cheering us on right now, let us lay aside, let us also, let us also, let us also, not them, but let us also in 2020. Let us also at the end of 2020 lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. You, you see, we, we see a lot in that verse, and I, I, could, I could stay here for, for months and a year talking about this verse because there's so much in it. But, but the thing I want to pull from it is the thing that I underline in the Scripture because this is what's helped me. In 2020, it's a word that we don't like to say. It's the word endure. It's the word endurance. Let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us. Who for the joy later on that was set before him endured the cross. And in three, consider him who endured so we don't like this word endure. It's a tough word. We, we don't like it in 2020. We, we don't want to endure. But if there is anything that we have done in this last year, way to go because you endured. No matter where your path went this year, every one of you endured 
2020. And now you're through it. You endured it. What does the word endure mean? The word endure means to bear up under, to have patience. It's the power to withstand great pain or hardship. The ability or strength to continue or to what? To, to move on despite fatigue, stress, or adverse conditions. That's not a fun word. But I can raise my hand as well as everyone in this room and say this, that in 2020, you endured. You endured 2020. You endured the race that is set before you. You endured and you made it. But if we could learn anything in 2020, it's endurance. But we don't like that word. We, we don't like it. I mean, if it was an app, if, if there was an app called Endurance, nobody would download that app. Because we live in the age of apps. We, we, apps for everything. I mean, listen, like, like, like Google. Google has become one of, the, one of the most frequently used verbs of our generation, right? Like, if somebody from 1980 that could come into 2020 and be like, you did what? You Googled it. But it's a verb now. Like, you know what it is. You know what it meant. Like, like you Googled it because that's where we are today. I mean, it's info right now. All I got to do is go to Google and it's, or Facebook. I Facebooked it. That's even better, okay? Stay, stick with Google and not Wikipedia. But we used to have, listen to this, we used to have to research stuff. Like now you Googled it. Like let me, all, all of you young students that have been here since 2000, listen, we used to have to have this thing called a library card that you had to update every year, go down to the library, and then they let you in. And then you go to this little thing with these little drawers, and you'd pull them out. And, I mean, there's like 10 million cards in every drawer. And I don't even remember how to do it. Maybe I need to go back to it. But you had to dig through to find a certain number, and then you had to go to the shelf in the certain row, and, and there's that book. And then you had to actually read that book to find out what was in it. Nobody read it for you. I mean, it, I mean we, and, and, or instead of Googling it, you just Encyclopedia Britannica'd it. That's what we did. We didn't say, hey, we Googled it. We Encyclopedia Britannica'd it because that was enduring. Now you just Google it. We, we don't like to endure. We like to Google. We like to, to do it. Remember when Amazon was awesome? Like when it first come out? Like, like you, you used to have to go to the store and go buy it, or you waited till the shelves were, were filled back up, and, and you, you, had, you had to go get it and go buy it and bring it home if it was there. But now you can Google. I mean, you Google it. You can Google it to get to Amazon to Amazon it. But, but you, you, you can get on Amazon, you can order something, in three weeks or two weeks it was there, right? And you're like, yes, toilet paper. That's the thing of 2020. And you, you could get on Amazon and order toilet paper and it'd be there in two to three weeks. But that wasn't fast enough. Because why? They came up with what? Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't have to wait three weeks. Now to get my toilet paper, it took me two days. It was there. I don't know what you did during those two days, but, but it got there. But that wasn't fast enough. Because now we have what? Amazon Now. Not here yet, but it's coming. It will be here in 50 cities in the nation right now. There is Amazon Now to where you can get on there. 
and within one to two hours, you can get on there and it come to you. So, if you're out of toilet paper, you just got to hold it for one or two hours, and then when it shows up, then you can go. Because it's Amazon now. I mean, like, next year, we're going to be like, we're gonna, next year, I feel like they're going to have Amazon yesterday to where you are walking around your house and all of a sudden the FedEx or UPS guy shows up, drops a roll of 24-pack of toilet paper off at your front door, and you're going, what? I didn't order that. And then the next day, you'll be like, oh, now I know. I mean, it's going to be like, I mean, I, I think that's where it's going to where it's gonna go. But we, we don't like to wait. We don't like to endure. It's not fun. It's not an app. But it's something we've got to do. It's something that we have to do in life. We're going to endure some things. And you did it in 2020. You know, have we forgotten what Romans 5, 3, and 4 says? It says this, that we can rejoice when we run into trials or problems. We can rejoice when we run into trials. You know why? For we know that they help us to develop perseverance, which is endurance. And perseverance develops character, and character develops hope. Do you really realize that we would never have hope if it wasn't for endurance? You can have hope in 2021. You can have hope in 2020 because this, you just endured a year that nobody in humanity has ever had to go through where the entire earth shuts down. You endured that. You know what it tells me? It doesn't scare me. It tells me that I can have hope because I just endured it. Endurance created character and character provides hope. If we could go back if, if, if we could go back, we, we would all want it to January 1st. Remember 2020? We're going to have perfect vision. 2020 vision. Everybody said it. 2020 is the year. Man, it's going to be awesome. Like, we didn't see it coming. But, but if, if we could go back now, we, we would want to be delivered from it. Just as the Israelites wanted to be delivered from the wilderness and the desert. But we weren't delivered from it. God brought us through it. He brought us through it. And now we're, ta- now we're, he's taking us through it. You know why? Because he developed endurance to do something that he needed to do. And he used this year to do that. You see, there was a race in Australia in the 80s, in the 90s. It was 544 miles long. That's 544.9 miles farther than I ever want to run. 544 miles long. It was the world's, known as the world's toughest race. It it was a race for elite athletes. People would train for years just to run at one time. They, They would, this is what they would do. They would run for over five days long. But what they would do is they would run for 18 hours. And then they would sleep for six. They would get back up and they would run for 18 more hours. Sleep for six. And they would do this for five days. Everybody that ran it was in their 20s, early 20s, early 30s. But in 1983, a gentleman shows up named Cliff Young. Cliff Young was an Australian 
that was 63 years old. He shows up, and this is a picture of Cliff. He shows up, and everybody thinks that he's going to be a spectator. He's there to watch the race. He's not in elite running clothes. He's not in Nikes or Reeboks or whatever the, 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 the latest running shoe was at the time. He, he's not in those. In the 80s, he probably would have worn them little short shorts. He shows up in hiking boots, and he shows up in pants that were like a slicker suit. They were rainproof pants, heavy canvas type material. He shows up, and they think he's going to be just, just a spectator. They, they looked at him, and everybody else was 20 to 30 years old, and here's Cliff, not dressed the part, and he's also twice as old as everyone. And not only that, when he walked, he sort of shuffled. They thought, there's no way this guy's going to run the race, but Cliff walks up and shuffles his way and signs up for the, the race. Later on, we find out this story that Cliff Young had grown up very poor. His, his mom and dad were, were farmers. They were sheep farmers. They were sheep farmers, and they also had potato farm as well. But they grew up, Cliff grew up real poor. He, he grew up with no money. His parents had this, this farm with over 2,000 acres and 2, 000, over 2,000 sheep and didn't have the, the machinery. They didn't have the, the, the horses. They didn't have the dogs even that could go out and get the sheep. But every time the rain would come in, and this is in Australia, it's a different rainy seasons, and they, they have quite a bit of rain. And during this seasons, when it was about to rain, they would send Cliff out by himself, no horse, no dog, nothing. And for four to five days, Cliff would go out and he would herd 2,000 sheep, over 2,000 acres, and he would herd them in. So the race starts. Everyone takes off and they're running and they got their little Reeboks and their Nikes and they're looking good and like drinking their little water thing, you know, like the race people. They're going down the road and the race starts. Everyone takes off and Cliff goes straight into last place. He's giving it everything he got, everything he's got. He, but he goes into last place four or five hours down and about four or five hours down and Cliff finds his way miles behind everyone all the runners are running and cliff finds himself in last place but not only in last place cliff is miles behind everyone but you see what cliff didn't know was what the other runners did when they ran this race you see they would run for 18 hours and they would pull off into the side of the road and they would sleep for six Cliff, 18 hours into the race, shuffling along, doesn't stop. Why? Because his endurance level was a lot more than the other runners. He didn't even know that they were stopping. So he continues to run the race. 18 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours. Cliff is still going. Cliff goes on for four days straight. And guess what? Cliff wins the race. Not only did he win the race, but he beat everybody else by nine hours. 
four days straight, wins the race. Not only did he win the race, but he beat everyone else by nine hours. He was only expected to make it a little while. The, the, the media, they followed him. They followed the runners, but they also followed him. Do you know why they followed him? Because they thought he was going to die with a heart attack. For real. And they wanted to be there to capture it. Because the, never mind. You understand media. So they're videoing him. Cliff wins the race by nine hours. And, and the media gather up and they, they're asking him, they're like, Cliff, how'd you do it? How did you run for, for days? How did you run for four days? Not only did he win the race, he won it by nine hours. He also broke the record. The record had been five days. Cliff shows back up the next year because of his endurance level at 64 with a broken hip shuffling along and still wins seventh place in the race that a year before they thought was going to kill him. Why? Because he had been enduring. He had been enduring. And because he had been enduring throughout all his life, he is now at a stage where people are giving him prizes and people are giving him accolades because he's so awesome. Why? But he never stopped. He kept going. In fact, when they interviewed him the first race, they throw this, they throw this video camera in his face and they're like, Cliff, Cliff, how did you win the race? How have you been training? What did you do? What, what is your secret? And, and, and when he asked what he did, he says, well, in an Australian accent, which I'm not even going to try because it comes out some other way he says well I just didn't stop I kept going and I want to tell you today don't stop in 2020 keep going into 2021 if if 2020 did anything it gave us endurance to be able to make it some more I can go again why if I made it through 2020 I'll make it through 2021 and then I'll make it through 2022 and 2023 and 2024 why because I didn't stop here and I'm not stopping now I'm gonna keep going if I have to shuffle along if I have a broken hip I'll keep running the race whatever it takes but I'm gonna keep moving I'm going to keep moving. So how do we win this race? How do we win this race? How do we keep going? How do we keep going? The Bible says it in Hebrews 12 and 1. It says this. The first thing that we must do, the first thing that we've got to do is that we have got to lay aside every weight. Don't carry anything. Into 2021, I want you to think about, yeah, it's been hard, but it's also been good. We've struggled through some things in 2020 with masks and all these things, but we've also had some celebrations in 2020. Some of you were baptized this morning, which is the biggest celebration of 2020. Why? Because you're moving on. But no matter if it's good or bad, the good, the bad, I'm moving on. And I'm going to leave that there. Why? Because I believe that there is more. There is more for God's people. We have got to lay aside all the weights. Not just a few weights, but all the weights. 
God says this, cast all of your anxiety, cast all of your care, cast all of your stress, cast all of your weights on me. Why? Because he careth for you. In your marriage, i got to drop those weights that have held me down, and I've got to become a better husband in 2021. I've got to become a better wife. I've got to be a, become a better firefighter. That's what I do. You've got to become a better employer. I'm going to leave what's behind, and I'm going to become better because God's got more. In the church, there is more. But we've got to lay aside all the weights and the sin that so easily ensnares us. We've got to leave that. That's what just happened right over here with four people today. One in the first service, three in the second. They laid aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Have, have you picked up any weights from 2020? Any cares, any anxiety, any stress? This is the day that you leave that right here. You've been trying to run this race way down. But God wants you to run this race in freedom. I don't want to think about the leeks and potatoes of slavery. In other words, I don't want to think about all the mire and the muck of 2020. I've already made that through. God's got us moving on. Because why? Because there's a promised land. There's a promised land on your job. There's a promised land on your, in your family. There's a promised land in your marriage. There's a promised land in the church. There's a promised land. And ultimately, there is a promised land far beyond we could ever imagine. And that's what the, I'm trying to win the race to, to get that prize. But what, what, what if God wants you to run this race in freedom? And if you, if you don't understand freedom, in, in, in the end of January, our, our life groups are going to start back up. Sign up for freedom. If you're carrying weight from this year, even if you've already been through freedom, I want you to go again. And, and if you're carrying any weight and you want to do it, I, that, that's a good way to do is join the freedom group starting in February, not weighed down. Number two, we have to continue to run our race with endurance. I've already talked about endurance this whole message, and I hope you get that. You've endured. You know endurance. You, you're, you've made it through. You're, you're stronger today than you were last year at this time. But what I want you to understand is we've got to continue to run our race. Everybody's race has a lane. And you've got to stay in your lane. When I start to look to the left at so-and-so's lane, when I run beside Cody and I look at her lane, I'm going to get tripped up in my own lane and get stuck worried about her lane. If I, if I look over here at Megan's lane, I can get tripped up over there. Why? Because I've got my lane. I've got my lane. I don't want to compare myself to somebody that's in front of me. And I don't want to compare myself to someone that's lagging behind me. Why? Because when I compare myself to someone that's ahead of me, I feel like jealousy. I feel jealous that they got more, they got better. And if I compare myself to somebody behind me, I get prideful. And pride comes before a fall. That's why I say we've got to run our race. Where I am at this very moment is where I need to be. And God wants me to move forward. We've got to run our race with endurance. And listen to me when I say this. This doesn't mean that you've got to run this whole thing. Every once in a while, you have got to stop. And you have got to rest. 
God himself creating during creation seven days, creating this, 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 six days, boom, 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 boom. He said on the seventh, he rested. Why? Because he wanted you to understand a pattern. I'm not saying just to continue to run till you can't run no more. I'm saying every once in a while, you got to rest. you got to stop. This year, and, and let, me, let me say this. You don't have to post it on Facebook. Oh, I'm taking a break from Facebook today. You know what I do? I laugh. I start counting the dates when you put that on there. I do. I'm sorry. I'm just human. And then I laugh when you get back on and two, to, uh, two hours later, okay? But you don't have to post it. Stop. In fact, I, I say stop without anybody knowing it. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? 2020, I had to stop. I didn't post it. None of you ever even knew it. But I remember sitting in a staff meeting back here, overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Staff meeting in that room right back there where somebody asked me to do something simple and I just broke. Wept. Why? Because I, I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I, I, I just got to go. I, I got to go. But I got to a point I just couldn't do it. I looked at my wife. I said, I got to take a break. I took a break for probably two months. You didn't know. You didn't have to know. Why? But I want you to know, you can stop every once in a while. You can rest. You can grieve. It's healthy to stop and rest. But while you're resting, drink some Gatorade. Drink some Jesus aid. I don't know, but while you're resting, recover. Why? Get healthy again. Man, I, I'm telling you, why? Because you can't stay here. So many people, they keep going until they can't go any longer, and then they build the village there, and they don't go any farther. God's saying rest, take a break, grieve. And I think we all need it this year. But don't stay there. Get back up. Keep moving. Stop and rest. Don't build a village. Don't build your home there, Israelites. Joshua and Caleb come along. Got to move you on. Rest, all that. But then continue to run your race with endurance. And then last but not least, how do we do it? We do this by fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's what Hebrews tells us. What have you fixed your eyes on in 2020? What have you fixed your eyes on in 2020? Because where you fix your eyes is where you're going to go. You fix your eyes on Facebook, on negativity, you're going to go there. If you fix your eyes on the positivity of Facebook, you're going to go there. If you fix your eyes on the negativity of 2020, you're going to get stuck there. But if you're looking on the positivity of 2021, you're going to go there. Wherever you fix your eyes on is where you go. What's going to be better is if we fix our eyes on Jesus. Because you know where Jesus is? He's always ahead of me. He's already been where I'm going. He's already been to 30-20. He's already been to 40-20 and 50-20. I don't know how long we'll be here, but he's already been there. He won the race. He won it. He, he's got the prize. And now Jesus comes back and he says, hey, Cody, come with me. And he wants us to be followers. Why? Because if we fix our eyes on Jesus, we won't get caught in 2020 or 2018 or wherever we've been. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus. And he's saying, hey, come on. 
on. Keep going. Keep moving. We're moving forward. I love this girl. But we got to fix our eyes on Jesus because where we're looking is where we're going. How do we do it? We look forward. We look forward. We think forward. Don't think back. Think forward. Talk forward. And live forward. I want to look forward. I want to think forward. I want to talk forward. I want to live forward. How did you get there from there? I don't know. All I was doing was I was looking forward. I was thinking forward. I was talking forward. And I was living forward. That's how I got here. How did I get here? I don't know. But we got to keep moving, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Because he's already won the race. Almost 2,020 years ago, you can stand with me. Almost 2,000, almost 2,020 years ago, God came to this earth as a baby to be God with us. He lived for 33 years, and then at Calvary became God for us. Amen? He became God for us. And then he rose from the grave, and he came back to be God in us. He was God with us. He was God for us. But guess what he is in 2021 and 2020? He is God in us. And this scripture should speak, and this scripture should speak so big to you because Romans 8 says it this way: that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead now lives in me. And if it couldn't hold him down, it's not gonna hold me. What am I doing? I'm moving forward. I'm moving on. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Listen. Listen, I fixed my eyes on him. Why? Because he was tempted. Listen, you you can put yourself in some of these stories. Jesus was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. But he moved on. When the Pharisees came against him and lied about him, guess what Jesus did? He moved on. When his disciples, his faithful followers, his best friends, when his disciples began to fall away from him, Jesus moved on. When the Sadducees conspired against him, he moved on. When Judas betrayed him, he moved on. When he pled with God in the garden, when Jesus pled with the Father in the garden and said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to take on the sins of humanity. Will you take this cup from me? And he's bleeding and he's crying tears of blood. He says, I don't want to take, I can't do this, Jesus. He's like, would you take this cup from me because it's too heavy? Every sin of humanity, I can't do it. Jesus took the cup and he says, I know it's going to be hard, but I've got to do it. And I moved on. He moved on. When the temple guards arrested him, Jesus did what? What did he do? I didn't hear you. He moved on. When the disciples scattered and fled, he moved on. Through six trials and being falsely accused, he moved on. When Pilate handed him over to the crowd, what did he do? He moved on. When Peter denied him, not one time, but Peter, his best disciple, denies him three times. What did Jesus do? He moved on. When the crowds cried, crucify him, he moved on. When the soldiers mocked and ridiculed him and put a crown of thorns upon his head, he moved on. 
When they they whipped and they beat him beyond recognition, he moved on. When he carried that heavy cross for my sins and your sins, he moved on. When all the forces of hell came against him, he moved on. And then they hung him on that cross. And he raised his voice. And he said, it is finished. And he died. They took Jesus' lifeless body drowned from that cross. They buried him in that tomb. It was sealed. Seemed like the world stopped at that moment. And hell had a party. And they said, you know what? We beat him. We took him down. We put him in a grave. He's dead. The same as he said with you in 2020. Everything he's thrown at you, he said, they're not going to make it through 2020. They're not going to take another step. They're not going to move into 2021. And at the same thing he said to you, he said it when and all the hell and all the demons were partying, saying, we did it. We took him down. He stuck. <laughs> but on the third day, he rose from that grave. <laughs> and he moved on. <laughs> And the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead (laughs) now lives in you and it lives in me. So there is nothing that hell could ever bring against us that can't stop me. Today I made a decision. I can run this race. I can finish this course and I will move on because Hebrews 12 and 3 says it like this. Closes out that third verse says, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself. Consider that. So that you, in 2020 and in 2021, cannot grow weary or faint-hearted. And Galatians 6 and 9 says it this way. And let us, let us, in 2021, let us not grow weary of doing good. Because in due season... We will reap if we keep what? If we keep moving on. If we don't give up and we keep moving on, we will reap. I don't know about you, but I want to move forward into 2021. Whether it be good, whether it be bad, 2020, thank you. Thank you very much. It's not you. It's not, I'm sorry, it's not me. It's you, really, 2020. I'm moving on. I'm moving on to 2021 and what God's going to do. How about you? Amen. I don't know about you, but I just believe God is up to something big in this new year. Amen. Lord, we love you. God, I thank you for every person here. God, I pray that you will help us to move on. Taking one step at a time and moving forward from 2020, moving forward to 2021. God, we've endured this year alongside you. You've helped us. You've provided. You've helped us to grow. But God, if we know one thing, that endurance only does one thing.
It helps us to get stronger. It helps us to run faster. It helps us to run longer. And and because of our endurance, God, we're asking you, God, to just move in our life and use this next year to do what you want to do. God, we are making room for you to do incredible things, not only in this church, but all the churches in this nation, all the churches in this world, but not only that, but God, in our marriages in this church, in our families in this church, God, do what only you could do. God, lead us and direct us God, we're following you every step of the way. We're fixing our eyes upon you. God, lead us in the way that you want us to go and help us to be blessed. It's in Jesus' name we pray. May you be blessed. We'll see you again next week. God bless you. Have a happy new year. Have an incredible week. Have an incredible week.